Hello and welcome to episode 28 of North Point Plus. We have a special gift that came in from an anonymous giver. So if you uh, if you watched the uh, the message in the podcast last week, we talked a lot about Nard. Yes. And what did we find in our mailboxes this week? On Sunday, and I talked about it a little bit, uh, was a package addressed to you and me. Yeah. And we got Nard. It. Boom. I don't know if you guys can like zoom in on the video or something. Uh, here, let me look. Here, can you? Bam. Yeah, there it is. Nard. A little right how many, there. How many, how many ounces is that? Uh, not less than a pound. Less than a pound. <laughs> I'm so positive it's, it's less than a pound. Amount. No, not the original amount, but that is amazing. And, and uh, it looks yeah. as gross as yeah. it sounds. You smelled this before. But, uh, you it smell smells. This smells. Man, that's a, that's a potent smell. Yeah, it's a strong smell. So to smell. put a pound of that on you, <laughs> people go smell you from a mile away. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the nard. <laughs> I never thought I would say. Thank you Thank for the you nard. For the nard. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, anonymous, oh. anonymous giver. We've had uh, several laughs, <laughs> oh, yeah, <it's laughs> about <great>. the nard. <laughs> oh. Fun stuff. Um, to catch everyone up, this is our follow-up podcast. We do this every week. Uh, we have our gatherings on Sunday. We have our message. Um, and this podcast allows us to dive a little deeper, answer some questions, continue the conversation. So you guys submit questions. That's always a blast. And we attempt to kind of fumble our way through some sort of answer. High emphasis on the word attempt. Attempt. <laughs> right there. That's all we can promise. That's it. <laughs> it's That's an attempt. It. <laughs> old college try. Exactly. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Mark Adkins. To my left, Jake Howard. Jake, you talked this week about uh, the fact that Jesus is king. We're working through our Jesus is series. Yeah. So talk a little bit about uh, what we went through on Sunday. Yeah. So we talked about the triumphal entry of uh, Jesus and, and how that has tons and tons of symbolism to show that Jesus is indeed king, uh, that he's a, a victorious king. And everything that they did from riding in on the donkey um, and its betrayal all the way back to the Old Testament with Solomon mm-hmm. and what that was like to the palm branches and the shouting of Hosanna yeah. and, and like everything that happened there is just this betrayal leading into Passover as Jesus enters Jerusalem for his final week of, hey, the king has arrived. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I loved going back to Solomon and seeing that connection of, you know, Solomon did this, but there's a greater king coming. Yeah. Do it again and bring fulfillment to that and and everything that goes along with that. So we have some cool questions, but one of them deals with the Old Testament passages that we dove into where we had the word salad of people's names. Yeah. And in the midst of that was good old Haggith. Haggith. (laughs) Woo! So the first... (laughs) I'm fairly certain when I read those in every service, I pronounced them different every time. You have to. Yeah, like no every way. single time. There's no consistency there. No, no. God doesn't expect that. <laughs> God just appreciates that you tried. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, man. So one of the names was Haggith. Yeah. And the first the first question, comment that came in was from uh, Bayman Royer, good yeah. friend of the show, Bayman Royer. Good friend. Uh, Haggith, I thought that was Mike Tyson's favorite Scottish food. It's awesome. I'm just going to leave that there. But you did some digging on Haggith. I did. Because <laughs> of that comment this morning, I went in and was like, there's probably something to the name Haggith. Probably not to do with Mike Tyson. Nothing to do with Mike Tyson by any means. But Haggith actually uh, means festive. The okay. name itself means festive. Um, and there's also some implications that it has to do with dancers. So like it's this idea of, of celebration and all of that. And if you uh, maybe read between the lines, and this is, there's like, I've got no huge evidence to this whatsoever, <laughs> right. besides a few people that are going, eh, maybe, maybe this could be why. Uh, a festive dancer that caught David's eye and became his fifth wife. Mm. And that was Haggith. Yeah. So okay. 
That maybe that's a some thing. sort of pattern. Yeah, knowing David's behavior, it could very well be the whole thing. Like and throughout the Bible, every time she's mentioned, it's just the mother of um, Adonijah, which is like almost like at some like after a while, it was like, oh man, they're bringing that guy up again. <laughs> Shoot, because he didn't do a lot of great stuff. So Not known for his good track record. Yeah, they're like blaming her instead of David the whole time, which I think is kind of why in that passage they're like, yeah, David like yeah. never corrected his son. <laughs> like quit blaming mom, maybe. I don't know, but yeah. there's something to that. David as father is an interesting, interesting yeah. deep dive for people. If you ever want to <laughs> feel better about yourself, yeah. Look yeah. at David's track record as a father. Yeah. And still, he's called a man after God's own heart. Right. So, right. Mm. Thank God for God's grace in that. And Haggith. And for Haggith, Mike Tyson's Mike my favorite Tyson. Scottish food. Oh, <laughs> uh, that killed me. Yeah. All right. Let's get to some real questions. Let's do Not it. that we don't appreciate that, Bayman. Oh, we do. We've got to, <laughs> let's get to some meat. Um, so we talked about this concept of Jesus is king. Jesus is victorious. Jesus is king. It's yep. not that Jesus was king. Not that he will be king. He is king now. What is Jesus king of? Is he just the king of Jerusalem? Uh, is he just the king of Christians? What's he king of? Yes. Great. Yes. <laughs> can, right. I, can we just leave it there? And Next say question. Yes. <laughs> Next question, right? Yeah, uh, everything. The reality is Jesus is king of everything. He is uh, was there at creation. Um, so he took part in creating everything. He is Lord of everything. He rules over everything. Everything uh, that is at one point in time will bow their knee to Jesus, either in, in reverence and awe and worship uh, or in uh, total surrender um, because they recognize their place. Yeah. So Jesus, in essence, is king of, of every single thing. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the short answer to it. Um, yeah. there's, there's a little bit more to that. but Yeah, yeah. The uh, My favorite passage that always comes to mind when thinking about Jesus being king comes in uh, Ephesians, Ephesians 1, um, I think it's verses uh, 19 through 22-ish, I'll just read this, so this is Ephesians 1, um, talking about, you know, Ephesians 1, b- the introduction of that basically talks about where we are, how we're brought into this family of God, how God orchestrates all that and brings us in, and then you get to this passage that talks about Jesus where it says, uh, what is the immeasurable greatness of Jesus' power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might that he, that God worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule, all authority, all power, all dominion, and above every name that is named not only in this age but in the age to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, to the fullness of him who fills all in all. Like, that's what Jesus is king of. Yeah. Literally yeah. everything. Yeah. Once again, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that verse will say. Name yes. a thing. Yeah. Jesus is king over it. Yeah. So is he king of Jerusalem? Yes. Yep. Is he king of Christians? Yes. Is he king of the world? Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what Jesus is. He's even king if, if you deny his kingship. That doesn't make him any less king. Right. Yep. Yeah. He's not, not king of you if you don't worship right. Jesus. He's still right. king. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Which is great. So when it comes to... Uh, this is a great question. You know, what does it mean for Jesus to be king? Essentially, you know, if so, the yeah. question is: If Jesus is king, why do we still have so much hurt and pain? And I would add to that: We have sin in our world. Right. We have broken relationships. We have death and tragedy and natural disasters and all this stuff. So, if Jesus is king, you know, I, I guess the spirit of the question would be: What difference does it make? Yeah, is he a bad king? Right. 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 Is he not a good king? Because a good king wouldn't let that happen is is kind of the idea, I think, in right. some ways to that. Right. Um, and the reality is he's the best king, number yeah. one. Like, we know that. Right. Um, but I think the reality is that some of the, the that exists in the world 
because he is a merciful and just king, mm. and he is leaning heavy into that mercy right now. Yep. Uh, there will be a day when he leans heavy into the justice part of that, and those things will be destroyed. There yep. will be no more evil. There will be no more pain. There will be no more sin. And as a result, mm. um, there will be people who are separated eternally from God yeah. because of that justice piece, uh, yeah. because they've chosen to be a part of that and set in his kingdom. Uh, but right now, those things exist because if God were to come down as king and just rule with justice— mm. Um, then he would be putting the mercy to the side, and mm. there wouldn't be room for you, there wouldn't be room for me, there wouldn't be room for those who uh, are still on their journey to move closer to Jesus in a yeah. lot of ways. So that's kind of my thought process. It's not that those things exist because God is a bad king. Yep. He will take care of those things. Yep. His rule will come down. His proclamation will come down. We know that, uh, spoiler alert, read Revelation. Super complicated, <laughs> but you will ultimately see, and I think the whole point of Revelation is to show hey, the king is coming and, and right. will come again and will rule and make things right. But until then, he is mercifully waiting and, and creating opportunity um, for people to d- be drawn to him for, for grace and salvation and hope and mercy to, to permeate through his church. Right. And, and so I think this is just that period that we're waiting on before we get to that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great way of looking at it, just getting perspective on what Jesus rulership as king looks like. Mm-hmm. And so right now, I mean, you can, we can use the example of like, you know, we have a president in the United States right now. We have Joe Biden. We had right. Donald Trump before that. We had Barack Obama before that. And those were rulers of mm-hmm. the nation that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so under their rulership, there are still people that break laws. They're right. still hurt. There's still pain. There's still crime. Um, it doesn't detract from their leadership over the nation that they're over it just means that the nation that they're over there are people that disagree there's hurt there's pain that comes through that but the cool thing again when you're looking at the old testament you see solomon do something you see jesus do it as a better fulfillment of that yeah we have examples of leadership we have governors and mayors and presidents and kings still in the world today and all of those leaders lead in a similar fashion but nowhere near to the extent or the perfection that Jesus will reign in. So I think having that perspective of, yeah, there's there's all of this stuff going on right now because, I mean, Scripture tells us that God's desire is that all would be saved. Right. So God is in this time right now where he is extending that hand of, hand of mercy wherever he can, mm-hmm. as much as he can, in the desire that his people would repent, that his right. people would turn back to him. Um, but yeah, eventually, the book of Revelation is, this is where you see the fullness of what Jesus' kingship looks it like. It is intense. It is. Yeah. And it's. Something. I would say, you know, what's an interesting thing, though, is like as a follower of Christ, we sit in this like dual reality mm-hmm. uh, where we're almost pulled in both ways because in one hand we're like thank you jesus yeah for for the terry that you haven't brought your full justice down on the world because right. that's allowed me to 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 find redemption to find hope to find grace forgiveness uh, yeah. to repent to do all that and i want that for others yep. and on the same part come lord jesus and let's get rid right. of evil like right. let's destroy that so i'm like in this weird tension between the two it's okay to sit in that tension yep. because God has placed us in that tension. He's yep. living in that, and we're just waiting on his timing and his yep. way to do it right. Yeah, and I think that's why it, that's why I love this series that we're in because it's really language is really important. Mm-hmm. And I, I've seen it a lot in the church where people will say, well, eventually Jesus will be king. When Jesus comes back, right. he will be king. Right. And that's so interesting to have the perspective because essentially I was having a conversation with someone, and he was saying, like, essentially what that does you know, we just read through uh, the triumphal entry where the Jews acknowledge Jesus as king, which is a good thing. 
and he was saying like when when you have the perspective that Jesus will eventually be king what you're essentially saying to to current Jews who don't believe Jesus is a messiah is that they're right that Jesus well he wasn't actually king yeah and so that's why language is really important for us it's not that Jesus will will eventually be king when he comes back it's that Jesus is king of everything mm-hmm. now he is currently ruling and reigning over everything mm-hmm. and is bringing progressively all things under that rulership and reigning um, in his own way and still extending mercy, but still remaining as king over that. It's just, it's, it just shows how, how nuanced language can be that even that small change can make such a massive theological difference to yeah. a group of people. Um, and that's why I love that, you know, when we go through something like this, the Jews were right to acknowledge Jesus right. as king. They weren't right for the reasons right. <laughs> that they brought to the table, right. but they were right in acknowledging that Jesus currently in that moment is king, was king, mm-hmm. always will be king. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just really cool. They yeah. asked for the right thing and had no idea what they were asking for yeah. and got better than they could have imagined. Right. <laughs> weren't fully aware of it until after the resurrection, yeah. but they got better than they could have imagined. Yep. I mean, think about it, the very first church as it came out and the first followers, most of them were Jewish. Yeah. Right. Yep. So like that's lost on us a lot of times because like we see Pharisees and, and the Jewish religion and all that leading up in right. Jesus's ministry as like this opposition. Right. But then after the resurrection and the ascension and when the church starts, that's who was the beginning of the church. It was right. like, oh, man. Yeah. Yep. You know, and that's the power of the spirit right there mm-hmm. coming down. So, yeah, that's great. Love it. All right. Last question we got. Um, so in your message, you talked about there's really good things. Um, and you, you named a few of them, you know, fighting for social justice, fighting for um, the vulnerable, the well, hurting, yeah, or some of the you know, fair laws, powerless, the needy, yeah, yeah, um, yeah justice, f- fairness, all the, there. So there's so many good things right. that happen in our world, and those are good things to fight for. But one of the things you emphasized was we don't want to take a good thing mm-hmm. and make that the thing. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing that we put on the throne. So right. uh, this question comes in. How do we keep the good things in the right priority while focusing on the great thing or the best thing? So, right. for example, how do we fight for justice while prioritizing Jesus as king, keeping that the main thing? Right, yeah. So it's it's commonly heard it said, uh, don't make a good thing a God thing. Mm. You know, um, and, and it's right in that idea of it's really just about putting things in that, in that proper order. And I think um, m- my motivation of why I care deeply about social justice, it's why I care deeply about... Um, things like budgeting in our country. It's why I care deeply about um, anything from housing to uh, those that are marginalized or hurt or those kinds of things is because of my love for Jesus, mm. is because I want to see people move closer to Jesus, and he commands those kinds of things to be important. Yeah. He, he pushes that out there. Um, but, I, but I think even of, of the early church, um, the whole reason that the, the, the office of the deacon was set up um, as they came out was to be able to say, hey, we need people who will go and care for orphans and widows yeah. because the disciples said, we can't do that. Now, it's I think a part of that feels very pompous. <laughs> and they're like, we have to teach the word of God. You people go care for right. orphans and widows. <laughs> it's like, well, dang, <laughs> jerk alert, right? Come on there, Peter. What's happening, man? Uh, but the reality is they recognize that the gospel was paramount. And they recognized that the ultimate need was eternal. Yeah. And so they said, hey, it's not that we want to neglect making this world a better place. Yeah. It's just that we don't want this world to be our kingdom. We want to be much more kingdom-minded like Jesus was about what's to come. And we're people-minded, and so we want to help yeah. people. We want to do these things. But we can't neglect 
the big picture here of, of who Jesus is and who the gospel is. And so mm. we want to do these things, uh, but we're going to equip other people to be able to do that, kind of what their skill set and their sweet spot was, which yep. is a whole nother thing. Uh, but they didn't prioritize the good thing in the place of the God thing. And so it's just recognizing, hey, what are the good things mm. um, that can point towards Jesus but Jesus is still on the throne. It's whenever that thing, like even good things like social justice or uh, financial reform or, or, or healthcare stuff or whatever it may be, right? those are good things. And that's okay to evaluate and figure out, hey, is this right? Are we doing this well today? Right. You know, is this the right thing today to be able to do it? And to look at that and see, it just can't be king. It can be at the foot of the king. Yep. It can be in the throne room of the king. It can be off to the side because it's going to help the king. It's going to point to that. It just can't be on the throne. Right. Like if the goal is not the gospel, if the goal is not Jesus, it's not yep. leading people to him, it doesn't matter if their life is better if they don't have Jesus because it's right. not going to It's not going to matter. It's going right. to fade away anyway. So get to Jesus and let the other things be motivating things that help lead towards Jesus, if that, yeah. that kind of helps. Yeah, I think the, I mean, if, you, if people are looking for a great example of what this doesn't look like, yeah. pay attention in November. It's yeah. A, it's an election year this year. And yeah. so you're going to hear a lot of talk about how this issue is king. Mm-hmm. This issue is paramount. If we lose this issue politically, right. then we've lost. Then we've lost it. We've lost the country. We've lost our kids. We've lost whatever. And that is how th- how issues are talked about in politics. Yeah. Is that every issue is a king issue. This is the issue. And if we lose this, um, and that's just. Th- this might sound harsh. That's just not how Christians talk about this stuff. No. That's not how Jesus followers talk about not this stuff. Not at all. Because we have a greater perspective mm-hmm. on the fact that Jesus is king, regardless of what happens politically, regardless of what leader is put in place, regardless of what way the Senate swings or what way Congress goes. Jesus is still king over that stuff. And the way that we talk about those issues indicates to the people around us where we place our values. So if we place our value and our stock in whether or not this person gets into office or whether or not this bill gets passed or whatever happens, people listen to that and how we talk about that and think, oh, well, that's king for them, not Jesus. Yeah. It's that issue. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that that issue is a bad thing. Right. Like you said, like, those are good things right. that we're voting for. Those are good causes to fight for. But if that's all there is and people don't see jesus not behind that if Mm -hmm. people don't see jesus above that for us then that's the message that we send is that christians don't really care about jesus they care about power right they care about winning the issue right and that's that's just not that's again that's just not how jesus followers talk about this right because the ultimately that issue if it's on the throne like 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 we're going to hear and we're going to talk about and we do every election season or whatever social cause or whatever may be up there and we say if we don't get this right if this bill's not done right if this issue is not brought to the forefront our funds aren't going to this way like it's all disaster yeah that's only true if Jesus isn't on the throne hmm. because if if the law that I want is not passed hmm. if the money's not spent where I think it should go if the emphasis isn't placed where I want it to be but Jesus is still on the throne yeah then his rule can still make things work out. We, I saw, uh, we were being at that church conference down in Florida a little while ago. Uh, one of the first, like, they do these little video stories. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind. It was incredible. And mm-hmm. it goes all the way back to uh, the Gulf War, where there was a missionary who was over in, um, I want to make sure I get this right, Kuwait. Um, and I, Iraq had taken over, and it kind of started everything that was in there. Yep. And they talked, he told this whole story of how basically they were imprisoned, Mm. And he, they allowed him to let his family go, but he had to stay behind. Mm. 
in here and be a prisoner with so many others and everything like that. Um, and, and they said the church was just praying and praying and praying. And, and Saddam Hussein is behind this. And, and his leverage point is these prisoners. The reason that he's not being attacked by other countries yeah. or overthrown is he's got these prisoners. And they said they were praying and praying. And just like with Nebuchadnezzar had with uh, Daniel and the bad dreams, mm. literally what happened was Saddam Hussein came in and said, I haven't been able to sleep. Mm. I've really been struggling with this. Something's in my mind. Something's in my heart at night. Uh, I just feel like I got to let these guys go. Huh. And he lets these prisoners go. There is no political advantage to this. Yeah. At all, it actually made him more vulnerable. Yeah, and yet he still did it, huh? Because God is on the throne. Yeah, because Jesus is still King and can orchestrate it, right. even when the law, the bad laws are passed, even right. when the bad rulers are out there, even when the money is going to the wrong places or the right. time is spent in the wrong areas or everyone's talking about the wrong thing. Jesus is still King. Yeah, he can still rule, <laughs> and his will will still be done. And as yeah. Christians. Man, there's hope in that. So we yeah. don't have to be up in arms when election season doesn't go the way that we think it does, when yeah. a cause doesn't go the way that we think it does, when whatever doesn't go our way, mm. because Jesus is still king. Yeah. Yeah. And it should, uh, this is, I was thinking about this this past week because we were talking about your message and like it, it should have such a big impact on us, even in our daily life. Like I think we... <laughs> We as a church often fall into the trap of like, if I'm not doing direct gospel ministry, then what I do on a day-to-day basis doesn't really matter. Like, it only matters if I'm doing direct gospel ministry. Yeah. And I don't know, I was doing some reading and, and someone brought up this really great point that like, God uses even the mundane day-to-day things as a way of providing for the people around you to give them time to hear the gospel. Yeah. And like, that blew my mind. Like, as a cashier at Meyer. It's real. It might be really hard. Uh, I worked retail. I've worked. Yeah. I've, I've done. I've done retail jobs and done the just scan, pay with credit card. Scan, pay with credit card. I've done the monotonous factory work, and it can get so discouraging. Just thinking, like, what am I even doing here? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's easy to say, like, oh, just do it for the Lord, but like, right. it's not motivating. Right. But having that perspective that your role as a cashier at Meyer even aside from the direct gospel influence that you could have is a way to provide people with the resources that they need to give them time mm-hmm. to hear the gospel. Mm. Like what an amazing oh, yeah. perspective that you can have as yeah. a factory worker, you are providing people with the means and resources to make it through life in some way, even a small way mm-hmm. that they can have time to receive the mercy of God. Like yeah. that's an amazing, and that happens because again, Jesus is King. It right. doesn't matter who sits in the office of president or mayor or wherever it might be. Jesus is still King in that is sovereign over that and is using all of these different things from big to small as a way of providing mercy to people. And you get to play a part in that. Like that oh, blows my mind. I love it. Crazy. I love it. I'm pumped right now. You feeling pumped? I am. I mean, the juice is flowing right now. Wow. <laughs> Woo, come on. All right. That's all we got in terms of questions. Cool. Anything else, uh, anything else you wanted to, uh, Leave people with? Mm, uh, <laughs> no, uh, you know, Easter's right around the corner. Um, I think it's a great opportunity yeah, yep. to be intentional. Um, invite people to come to Easter service. Why not? Right? Yeah. Like, you have nothing to lose by talking to your neighbor or your in law or your coworker and just saying, join me, come hang this out. We got three services. There's going to be some great kid stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the Good Friday service, you know, yeah. we're, once again, we're doing that again. Uh, not again, but for the first time and uh, try to put some creative, unique stuff. And so it'll feel different than a Sunday yeah. as well. And I think that'll be a cool atmosphere to just come and just 
remember and worship yeah who jesus is what jesus did for us and yeah that's you can't ever go wrong doing that yeah yeah i'm excited it'll be it'll be a great time so yeah that's uh easter is later this year it's april 17 yeah. so mark your calendars for that we got three three services that sunday morning uh good friday is april 15 that's a seven o'clock service all that information is on our social media page so it's easy if you want to invite people you can just share those events the uh, people the um, prayer walk too yeah we have stations of the cross yeah it'll be out um holy week during that week from that monday to friday that'll be here we're, we're still figuring out where but it'll be here at north point yep. outside so you can come at any point during the day any point at night and just kind of walk through and and see what jesus went through yeah and use that as a way to reflect and to pray there's ways that you can submit to us of things that you're asking for prayer for as well so that'll be a great that'll be a great opportunity as well so super excited about everything that's coming down the line I'm super excited about this series as we continue to go through this. So thank you for submitting questions. Thanks for your time. Thanks for tuning in. Jake, thanks for your time. Hey, thanks yeah. for diving in. Thanks for the nard, whoever Woo! sent that again. <laughs> we joked about uh, we're going to have to talk about finances from now on, and people will just send yeah. <laughs> just send some checks. Yeah, or puppies or something like that, yeah. and Anything Amazon will deliver about. a golden retriever. Yeah, we're going to talk about Amazon yeah. Prime membership next. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Well, thanks again for your time. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you next week.